Welcome, season two, episode twenty-six, the Sports Banter with your host, Mr. Peanut, and the Polar Bear. Come on. First and foremost, before we get rolling here, all-time shirt out of you, sir. I haven't seen that out of you, and <laughs> it is everything I could ever want and more on, on your chest. It's almost like the Superman uh, symbol. <laughs> the people are gonna like that one. We need. We need a white and black one that says polar bear on it now. And just it literally just says polar bear. <laughs> <laughs> that might be that might be doable, if you will. Yeah, so I'll talk to my people. We'll get working on that. Yeah, sounds uh, good to me. Call this one wild card debrief divisional round outlook and how we're gonna roll into this. We're not gonna go into the, the crux of each game, but we're gonna go over the final score and how you how you saw the game, how you what you want to put out there, you know what I mean? So let's let's kick it off with 49ers and Seahawks, which ended 49ers 41, Seahawks 23. What do you got? You know, that game, from what I saw, is, you know, what I talked about a little bit last week is I think right now the 49ers are just on a roll. Um, I think – you know, I think going into that game, a lot of people anticipated Seattle's defense to really step it up and to really contain um, what the and, and keep them in the game. Um, and, you know, I think Seattle's offense was lacking thereof. I think they've done a really good job to get here this season. You know, Geno Smith, I mean, God bless the man. I, I mean, you know, if that guy haven't, hasn't earned a starting spot, with Seattle after this season, I don't know what else that guy needs to do. Um, I, th- I think, you know, their defense against the 49, I mean, look, the 40, we, we both said the Niners and it, it played like that Purdy. I mean, that kid is just playing like he's got nothing to lose, which he really doesn't. All mm-hmm. he's doing right now is building his stock, man. And, and, and I'm so happy for him. And, you know, Christian McCaffrey, I mean, come on, dude. What are you, what are you, what are you going to do with that white lightning, if you will? Um, <laughs> and, you know, how I saw that, like I said, I, I, I can't really think of any key moments in my mind. Just the overall game from the Niners is scary for their future. And, and I think I think it, it it's definitely – they have a lot of – they've probably got every team, you know, on their radar, if you will, just for how well they're playing. Yeah, um, totally echo what you're saying. Uh, This is one of the more, well, first, I would say the first half, uh, the the way the game was going was kind of how I talked about with uh, it's going to be close. Uh, It was 17-16 going into halftime with the Seahawks having the lead. At at that point, I go, okay, it's going to be NFC West, battle to the death. Like, it's going to come down to a few plays. But like you were talking about, I mean, San Francisco is on tear right now. That was 11 in a row. Um, they took over in the second half, uh, specifically the fourth quarter, which with a young quarterback like Purdy, first playoff game ever, you know, all the underdog things that go along with him. I mean, he right. just stepped up in that moment and continued to play the game that's helped the 49ers get to where they've gotten to at this point. And to me, that they're a scary team, man. I mean, of all the games we saw this weekend, that and the Cowboys game was the only ones that were like, this team's better than the other team. Right. Um, and like I said, it came it came down to the second half, but the 49ers just took it to a different level. Um, and they're they're a scary bunch. I mean, if if Purdy continues to play this way, which is right now he's playing like a top 10 quarterback, even at this point right now, top five. Yeah. Um, you really like the only thing that you wonder is like how long can this go? But he's undefeated as a starter. Um, yeah. And he's utilizing all of the talent around him. Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle. I mean, all these guys are helping him ease into the game like we talked about. And they were the better team. You know, they came in as a favorite and they handled their business in the, the second half, which on a, when a team is on a tear like that, they're never really, you know, they're not pressing. They're, they're just waiting for their play, their plays and their moments to, uh, you know, take control of the game. And that's what we saw in this game. Right. Um, so I, I liked a lot of what the 49ers put together. They 
at this point, it seemed like a very solid Super Bowl favorite. Um, obviously, it gets harder as you go forward in the playoffs, but you play like that every week. I mean, it's tough to take a team down like that. Beautiful. Moving on to the next game. Whoa, buddy. This is <laughs> – and this that's the beauty of it because really there's not much to the 49ers Seahawks. It's like 49ers beat the Seahawks. We move on. Pete Carroll knew it before the game, said, I wish we didn't have to play the 49ers. Well, you played them, dude. Got smoked. We move on. Chargers, Jaguars. Chargers 30, Jaguars 31. I'll lead this one off. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what do you do? I, I blogged about it. I'll start there with the title being exactly what we're going to talk about. The Chargers will always be the Chargers. Right. It's just, it's truly unbelievable that they can find a way to mess things up. I even wrote the script for how their year goes, and it's, it is literally like clockwork. Right. Off season, they, so they're coming off of they're, the disappointment from the year before. The off season, they plug in the holes of what was missing the year before. So this year it was Khalil Mack, um, you know, various other def- – or uh, J.C. Jackson. I mean, a lot of solid defensive guys. They pretty much brought in a whole new D-line, which was how they lost the Raiders the year before, uh, to miss out on the playoffs. So they bring in all these guys, and then you, you look at the that roster and you go, wow, I mean, that's a pretty solid roster. Justin Herbert coming back, Eckler coming back, Mike Williams, Keenan right. Allen. Jeez, they could compete with the Chiefs. Um, and then the season begins, and like six starters get hurt. Eventually, the whole O line is hurt. Uh, Bosa, which we'll get into, he got hurt. So you know, plethora of injuries. Then they go in a roll, and they figure out ways to win uh, to get in the playoffs. And then they face an opponent like the Jaguars, where you look at it and you go, "Chargers are the better team, right? They're going to go in there and they should win that game." Mind you, you know. You give them looking forward to go, well, if they play the Chiefs, they lose an arrowhead, so be it. That's Patrick Mahomes, it's arrowhead. Then that's fine. You know, like that's it'll probably be a bloodbath, but the Chiefs are they've had their number for a while. Right. But this game <laughs> it's just incredible. The first play of the game, they get an interception. First half, they're up 27-0. And under two minutes to go. And I'm sitting there, and I've looked. I've seen it all. We've seen it all growing up in San Diego. They've had amazing teams, and they get in the playoffs, and what do they do? This. This is what they do. 27-0. Jacksonville scores. But before that, I go, you know what? Like, Is this the one time the Chargers have come out and literally just beaten the team they're supposed to beat? Right. Um, like, credit to them. Credit to them. I'm thinking that on the couch. Shame on me, first of all, for not understanding the uh, – the history that goes along with this, but Jacksonville scores a touch on the end of the half, and then I go twenty-seven-seven. Uh, they're not quite out of it. It's still right. twenty points here. Like we're about a touchdown away from calling this whole thing off. But the Chargers, they, they're just unbelievable in how they they pucker up when literally all all they have to do is score probably a touchdown and that game's over. A couple field goals. They did not do it. They played stagnant. They played as if we're no longer going to be aggressive. We have scored 27 points, and we're going to just hold, hold, and pray to God that they just can't come back. That's what we're going to do in the second half. It's maddening. It's like they – it's not like they've done anything in the past to, like, like there's these expect they have the expectations, sure, but right. The thing that gets them is their history of blowing it. Right. And it, it literally is like you bring in new players, you move to a different city, and it's the same shit every time. So the Jaguars came back because they let them back in the defense of the Chargers went out the window. I know. I mean, Trevor Lawrence went from looking like Nathan Peterman with the five interception first half game to like an MVP in this in the second half. It's like what did what did you guys change so much in the second half to allow the Jaguars back in this game? Uh, one thing that really stuck out to me 
was Joey Bosa. I mean, talk about a guy who just literally couldn't cope with the moment. They were like the Jaguars were coming back, and he now he starts this uh, him and the ref banter, banter if you will. Of oh, I'm getting held, blah blah blah, and then they score the touchdown, and he thinks the guy false started, and he got held. So then he's walking to the sideline after they score, and he's literally like an inch from the sideline, takes off his helmet and just slams it on the ground. <laughs> Boom, 15. So the Jaguars, who if they kick the extra point, they're down three, decide, well, instead of going on the kickoff, let's just take it for two because right. we're on like the inch line now. So they get the two. That ends up killing them because the Jaguars kicked a field goal at the end to win the game. But it's like that play alone really sums up what the Chargers playoff world is. Right. It's like you just get lost in the moment and then you lose your mind and then you go home. You lost again. <laughs> so it was like I didn't feel the, the my guts on the floor like I used to with like the LT, Marlon McCree. Like those teams were really like Nate Kading. You don't get a pass, Nate Kading. Your ass is involved in this too. So <laughs> Those games would like it would be weeks of just like I how did that happen? How did we do that? How did that happen? And then it hurts. This one I was just like a it was like a the train was passing by and I was just on the side of the road like there it goes, there it goes again. <laughs> Sorry for who's ever on that train, but I'm thankful I'm off it. So that's about all I got on that. <laughs> I I don't even know how to follow that. Painful. Uh, At the end of the game, I just kind of chuckled, going, huh, <laughs> that's a, that's a classic Charger. And, you know, years of years of misery as a Chargers fan has you're you're immune to it. And it's just fucking a scab at this point. And um, you know, it's really interesting, especially like let's just talk about the events following the game. You know, they're not going to fire the head coach, but they fire the OC and the quarterbacks coach. Like, yes, you know what's the problem is the offense, not the defense, <laughs> not not the defense that wants to, you know, hold. You know, they're just they. Hey, you know what? The defense is fine. It's the offense that's the problem, and you know, it just it it's it's a classic Chargers move to point blame at someone else and to say, you did it, you did it, our offense isn't that good, blah, 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 blah. Mind you, it's the whole fucking team that's the problem. Joey Bosa blowing up like that, dude, you're a veteran in the NFL. You got to understand, like, go a little bit further to the sideline and blow up. You You can yell, you can bitch and moan all you want, but you know what? That field goal is on you, dude, so you deserve that. And the way he spoke after the game about refs and stuff like that, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Refs are not without sin. I will agree with that. But shut the fuck up. You made the mistake. You got the penalty. You did this. You And you know what? We talk about it a lot. It's not that one thing that came down to the game, came down to the decision of the game. But you know what? It was the factor that decided the game. And, and, and you know, I hate talking about the Chargers. I'm again at the end. I gave that the the chuckle at the end of the game, just going, "That's <laughs> it, man. That's it. That's 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 how we've been feeling for years." And if oh, you're still on that wagon, God bless you. But you know what? Terrible. Enjoy the misery there. Terrible. And uh, I like what you said there about like trying to assign blame because really it's like it's what I was talking about before. It's the collective mentality around right. what what is the chargers of like right. i don't but i don't know what it is but we've all seen it a million times like you're saying you chuckled because it wasn't surprising it was just no. No. it was it, are they seriously going to do this again right and they did it again i mean it's and especially justin herbert like where did he go where did he go in the second half i mean you could point to anything offensively literally it's like the only way they lost that game is exactly how they played it out. The right. offense, right, absolutely 
the defense, everybody's open now. And then a missed kick by, uh, of course, there's there's got to be one missed kick in a Chargers game that blows it, which is, uh, again, it's hysterical because if he makes that kick, then it's a completely different game. But right. he didn't make the kick. So it was, I mean, like like we said, thank God I'm off that train. Oh, yeah. But even from afar, it's just, oof. Yeah. Yikes. It's the same thing. If they fired Staley, it's like, okay, now you're going to go through with the other cycle of, like, trying to find the guy. It's like you have you have all the pieces. It's it's literally you can't hold the 27-point lead. I don't know how much really that's the coach's fault because he's not the guy on the field. But he, there is culpability there, but I don't know what, and only they know what. I think so. I, the, I, I'll, I'll end with this. I think the Chargers – need a head coach they need a head coach and then they need a defense and an offensive coordinator that you i i don't yeah that would do it (laughs) you know what i mean but like you know staley is their dc and i think that just to me it it causes like fuck i have to think of time management shit and be the head coach and i can't really focus on defense like i i because now he's like fuck i have to kind of focus on the offense too and what's going on on the offense that again i make this is my opinion and assumption but that's how i saw it because whenever i look at staley on the sideline he's like what's going on what kind of what kind of of team are we running like he has no i don't think he has any idea of what the fuck's going on and he's just like here you go yeah so he's got probably next year to uh at least make a run or he's gone. And then it's just a constant cycle of Chargers nonsense. Here's one last thing. And I know we're, we're spending way too much time on the Chargers. It had to be, it had to be discussed because it was yeah. insane. How much, how much longer do you think Tom Telesco is in his? Well, that's the thing is like a loss like that, it goes around everybody. Because um, you're trying to figure out like what went wrong. And then, like I said, I don't know how much culpability like the GM and coach have in a, 27 point like you blew the whole lead yeah, uh, but the coach the coach for sure like there's something there uh, they didn't fire him yet at least so like he's gonna get another shot and i i don't know how you come back from that really uh you're gonna get a i mean they're still gonna be a good team they're, still, they're a very good regular season team but uh the same problems will exist and the chiefs will still be the chiefs and they'll still be what the they were the five seed this year. They'll still be like in that realm of talent. Like they'll be that type of seed for a long time until they can overtake uh, Patrick Mahomes, who I don't even know what his divisional win streaks at, but it's a lot. So, right, we're gonna cut it there. Chargers. Good idea. I mean, <laughs> I'm wearing a Bears jacket for a reason. Hey, we're bad for in our own right, but if that had happened to the Bears. I don't know. I might have to cancel sports banter. I might just get off the grid for a while because <laughs> that was ridiculous. Right. Moving forward. Uh, the Bills Dolphins, which turned into another whole fiasco for our resident Bills fan on a some odd year contract that he signed. Yeah, that's right, baby. Uh, the, the final was Bills 34, Dolphins 31. What do you got? What? I think, (laughs) sorry, I just was like, what am I going to say about this? Um, That game, I mean, you and I were texting throughout that game. I was, (laughs) this is how the game went for me. I I was at a breakfast and watching it on my phone. And I'm going. Oh, see, could be mistake number one right there. Culpability. I know. Hey, hey, it's the. Hopefully, you learn your lesson. Hey, it's the future mother-in-law's birthday for brunch. I have to go. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, Fair enough. And it was very nice because during the brunch, they were all like, "You can just go to watch the game. We're okay." I go, "God bless you." That was the test. That was it. <laughs> so you said, "No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'll watch." <laughs> no, no, I'm part of okay. I'll, I'll be okay. Yep. So. You know, during, you know, the first half I'm going, oh, okay, Bills are winning. You know, it's going good. You know, oh, wait, it's tied. Oh, no, what's going on here? You know, 
score is getting score is changing. Oh, now the Miami. Oh, oh. And then, you know, so I, I watched more of the second half, um, which to me was the better half of football. Uh, not for the bills that whole fourth quarter, we didn't even fucking score. So that just is horrendously annoying. But um, this is what worries me is the bills played a very strong first half of football, but their second half, I, I just don't know what was going on. I, I felt like they were making odd mistakes. They were, I don't know if they were trying to push too hard on certain things. Um you know, they just kind of let Miami kind of roll back, if you will, where, you know, let's just put it, if it's Chiefs Bills, that's, you can't, you, you, at this time in the game, in the, in the, you know, in the season, this is, that is not a time to do this. We saw, I mean, let's talk about the Chargers and, the, and Jags. We saw them, they started strong. And then, like you said, just hold on. The Bills can't do that. And to not put up points, at this time in the season in, a, in in the fourth quarter is unacceptable. You cannot go, you cannot go a quarter without scoring or, or you get to a close game like the bills and Miami. Yeah. And uh, it was weird. Cause I thought, I mean, the way that bill started out, it was like, okay, uh, bills is a better team. They're going to kind of roll here. I was more so watching it cause it was playoff football and not, thinking that it was going to become like the game that had become, I mean, three turnovers by the bills, one that became a touchdown for the dolphins, right. which was literally like, that was the only way the dolphins, it was defense and special teams were going to win that game for the dolphins because Skylar Thompson, I mean, he, uh, he, he played as about as well as he could, but that was, he still he just isn't that good. Right. And that's no knock on him. He just doesn't have the experience or, you know, NFL IQ yet. Right. Uh, to match up with a, a Bills team that's, you know, poised for a Super Bowl push. But what right. you were saying, I mean, three turnovers and kind of just toying with the the idea of taking over the game instead of actually taking it over. I, want, I mean, they made the plays they had to to win the game. But like you're saying, uh, no points in the fourth quarter. It was it was sketchy. Sketchy W, an ugly W. That's a W. Ugly. Yeah, it was an uh, – a W, which is, you know, what you need in the playoffs to keep going. But uh, I saw in the post game, like the Bills locker room, Josh Allen made sure everyone is like, yeah, we won the game, but we can't do that anymore. I mean, that was, if we do that versus a better opponent, we're, we're going down. So we got to patch up uh, the things that we did wrong, which there's plenty to work with there. Um, so I, we'll, I, or go ahead. I think if Tua would have played that game, yeah, it would have totally been a completely different outcome for that game. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, Tyree Kill played a pretty solid game, even without his usual long balls that Tua can throw to him. I think it's it's definitely a game that Miami could have won if Tua had played, um, because it's just a whole different offense. So the fact they lost by three, hell of a fight by Miami through, you know, 13-point dogs going into the game, lose by three. We're in it basically the entire game. Um, so it was it was an interesting pull from the Bills, but I want to see how they respond next week. Got the W. Now you got to, you know, make the necessary adjustments, and let's see how you do versus the better opponent. In the Bengals, which we'll get into later, but the matchup that we didn't get due to the DeMar Hamlin disaster, but now they're matching back up in Buffalo this weekend, so. Two great teams about to face off. Yeah. Uh, going forward. <laughs> yes. Personal, personal, personal. <laughs> Hilarious. And I know you're an anti-Kirk Cousins guy, so this fits right into our whole mold here. Yeah. The Giants take down the Vikings in Minnesota, 31-24. Um, main thing I want to talk about on this is Daniel Jones. I wow. Wow, that was probably the best game I've ever seen him play. Uh, totally in control, ran for 78 yards, uh, 300 yards passing, two touchdowns. He looked like a quarterback to be reckoned with right? at the very least. I mean, I was talking about the Giants not being uh, able to score that many points last week. They played phenomenal. They used uh, Squam Barkley. Their uh, wide receiver by committee played extremely well 
I mean, they they went in there and looked like a team that wanted that bad. And on the other side, the Vikings. It's just so <laughs> it's so funny because really the Vikings, this is who they are. Like they have a great regular season. They win all these uh, single possession games. They're thirteen and four. Oh yeah, we get a home game and then they lose in the wild card. It's just that's. Look, if you're a Vikings fan watching this, that's who you are. I know who I am. I got the number one pick. I understand. We're not that great either. But that's who you are. When you're 13 and 4, that's it. Like, you made the playoffs, and that's basically the Super Bowl for you guys. Because I agree. the 9 and 7 and 1 Giants come to town and push you around. And what was hysterical, 4th and 8 with a game on the line, Kirk Cousins throws it two yards downfield to Hawkinson. Oh, it was just poetry. Absolute poetry. Of poetry. course, he doesn't even try to get the first down. No. He, tried, he tries to make Hawkinson do it. Of course, he doesn't do it. Uh, so, just a, like, just a textbook Viking L. I, like, I don't, I'm not stomping on the Vikings grave because, honestly, it's it's all of us versus the Packers. So right. I don't even relish in the Vikings. It's more just I was never concerned about you doing anything in the first place because this is what you do. Right. You probably have a similar, you know, idea of what the Bears do. It's just I know who you are. You know who I am. That's what it is. I got to say this is early on in the game for how much for how much Daniel Jones was running around. My it was really weird. My whole thought process was oh my God, he is going to get hurt. Like I was a Giants fan all of a sudden. And <laughs> it was the, it was this weird out You're of- You're becoming a New York guy. It was this- Buffalo and- <laughs> Out of body experience. I'm going, why do I care? I, I don't care about this. And, but I love what you said is they looked like a team that was ready and yeah. prepared to win. And- I literally, the first, I think it was, I think it was, I think it was uh, Giants' second, sh- second scoring drive, but the run by Saquon Barkley, oh, where yeah. he cut it outside and then he went. There was this. I mean, this gap was. I'm a big man. It was tighter than me, man. <laughs> and he slipped through it and ran for like a 25 yard touchdown. I, 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 I don't remember who I was watching the game with, but I turned and I go. Where the fuck has that been? Explosive. Explosive I mean, mean, I'll be honest. That is the epitome of explosive vision of, you know, a veteran of the league and knowing what's going on. That was an amazing run. And I really got to tip the cap to uh, Brian Dabble. I I probably fucked up his last name, but he, he has ultimately set the giants up for success and he has really brought that team together to Mm -hmm. be where they are and and honestly a lot of that was daniel jones and the way that he played i don't think i've ever seen him run for almost a hundred yards during a game mind you and also throwing the ball spreading the field around i mean he was doing everything to be what his team needed and his team was responsible and you know the Giants defense I mean come on you you held the Vikings to one score every quarter that's to me is a very very well played game and again I I I was shocked I'm have a lot of respect for that team right now and I know I know the Giants fans are just foaming at the mouth because they have been waiting for this very much like the bears fans they have been waiting for this for a long time because the giants have not been good and they have gone through (laughs) yeah glass shards if you will they have gotten (laughs) screwed man and it just was honestly i was really happy with how the bills and miami game played but i was that was honestly my favorite game from this weekend was the Giants and uh, the Vikings game. Moving forward into the Ravens and Bills game. 
or so Ravens Bengals game, uh, which was 17 to 24. Bengals got the W. Um, this one was interesting. Uh, one of the more uh, lack of offensive output by the Bengals. And we were talking about the high powered Bengals offense that everyone's come to expect. Uh, only 230 yards total and only 183 passing yards. So, again, with a when you're playing a franchise or at least in the AFC North, like that type of matchup, yeah, when you're playing somebody like the Ravens, they're always going to have a chance no matter what's going on. So Lamar Jackson was out. Uh, Huntley was in, who was okay, I would say. Um, but that defense really rose to the occasion. They had the fantastic game plan to limit the Bengals' offense like I'm talking about. Um, you know, they're switching off on double teams, um, getting pressure on Burrow, uh, limiting the rushing attack. Because once you can stop Joe Mixon, you can focus on guys like Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. And that's exactly what they did for a long time. So it was kind of like who's going to – it was very back and forth. And uh, it was like who's going to take that next step, which looked like it was going to be the Ravens, actually. And what everyone and us need to discuss is the play that happened that won the game for the Bengals. It's, uh, it was, I think it was second and goal, first and goal from uh, the Ravens had the ball, like the Bengals, like three. And they tried to, it's two or three, I'm not sure, but it was too far to dive, obviously, because, yeah. <laughs> because Huntley goes to try over the top and then they punch it out. And credit to the refs, first of all, for letting this go, because literally it made the difference in the game. Oh, yeah. Uh, because most of the time when they dive and they punch the ball, like the guy's already in and it's a touchdown, which is right. what I thought watching this play uh, on real time. Uh, but the DN for the Bengals picks it up, runs it all the way back, and I'm literally sitting there like, are you kidding me? You've got to be like the the change of momentum and the betting lines and all that stuff. Uh, so he returns it to the house. Now the Bengals have, first of all, the momentum, which as we know yeah. in football, extraordinarily important in the fourth quarter, mind you. Um, everything had just flipped. Like the Ravens were going to have the seven-point lead in Cincinnati, force Burrow to put together a drive, and either they go for overtime or they go to overtime or they don't even get the touchdown to tie it. But that's the position they were in. So completely flipped everything. And then they show the replay, and I'm looking, they go, oh, my God. The ball is out. ball is definitely out. And credit to the big dude. See, being a big man yourself, taking a ball at 99 yards. Oh, my God. Not touched, I don't think. Close. Uh, but untouched for the touch. I mean, incredible. James Harrison-esque from the Super Bowl. Different, uh, different uh, play. But, I mean, uh, if you're Huntley, what are you doing? <laughs> I guess that's my main question. If Never play football. He must have thought he must have thought they were closer because there's and Harbaugh said after the game that he was supposed to just do a normal quarterback sneak and not dive over the top and they just executed it wrong. And I go, executed it wrong. <laughs> uh no, the dude jumped over the top and they scored. That's not that's not like a missed pass. That's oh, no. an egregious like, he just jumped for no reason, uh, and it cost him the game. So, Cincinnati, much like the Bills, were extremely fortunate to win this one. On a play like that, which, you, if you're the Ravens, you absolutely can't have that turnover happen at that point ever. Right. Really, regular season, any game, if you're on the other team's goal line, you have to get the points. There's Even if you get a field goal, you have a three-point lead, and it's a whole different game. Right. But right. to give up that type of play – and they still had a chance at the end, but you knew it was it was the Bengals game to lose at that point. Yeah, I mean, you know, going into the game, I, I think my just immediate opinion was this is why is this the why is this the primetime game? It shouldn't it should have gotten bumped, in my opinion. <laughs> you know, the NFL just had some I don't know. Stink about it's it. Funny, it's funny you say that because a lot of the – besides the char- – or 
sorry, the Giants Vikings game. The other two games, I was like, ah, the Bengals are going to win by a lot and the Bills are going to win by a lot. And it was not the case. Every single game was like this. It was like a couple plays here and there that made the difference. So as a football, as a football fan, fantastic. Yeah. And that's what we wanted in the playoffs. Yeah, I guess I just – how I but saw yeah, no. Before the game, I would certainly agree. But the way yeah. it panned out worked Correct. in our favor. Correct. And that's that's – that's again, it, it. I think my biggest thing was last week. I think we both picked the Bengals, I think. And, uh, you know, without, without Lamar Jackson, we saw what the Ravens' offense is and has been for the past couple of weeks without him. And I'm not saying that the whole game was, you know, because of his injury and not playing, but I would say about 85% of that whole game was just it could have gone in a completely different way if Lamar Jackson was in mind you I will give a lot of credit to that defense for the Ravens I I mean to play like that and to really understand what your offense you know how how handcuffed your offense is and you're able to you know keep them within the game I mean shit what you know it just it was awesome to see Bengals, on the other hand, you're in a position and you are seen as this powerhouse right now. And we did not see that with that. You know, it, it definitely, it, it kind of shocked me a little bit by the way that they were playing. It's just, it seemed really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It just seemed like everyone was almost questioning what they were doing. I don't know. I got that sense of just, it, maybe any, nothing was working. For them maybe that's what it was what i saw and um and, and that can really once that starts getting into a team and your other players see it it it, it definitely i hate to say this and use this word uh, you know like it but it, it becomes a cancer during the game and you know it mistake after mistake it's like why aren't things going on why aren't things going right and that just kind of seeps through and and sometimes it can overcome um but the <laughs> i don't even know what you want to call it the fumble pass recovery like I don't even know you know like just the fact that you know I I can't remember the Bengals defensive player but that literally summed up the game right there and like here you go in a bow yeah. you're ready to go and, <laughs> and that was fantastic I'm, I'm going I'm looking at the thing going I'm just waiting for a flag that was my first once he got past the 50 I'm going there's a flag coming. And then at one point, I believe one of the Ravens players got pretty close. Mark Andrews, yeah. Right. And um, one of the Bengals players blocked him and just had his hands up. And that in that moment, I go, they're going to call this back. <laughs> yeah. Never a good sign when you put your hands up. And it was – I haven't really analyzed it, but upon first glance, it looked like it could have been blocked back. And that's again. I, I was like, "Wow, this is going to be a classic NFL move." This they're not going to score the touchdown. There's going to be a flag. Roger Goodell is giving the thumbs up to the you know to the referees. Joey Bosa is going fuck the referees. It's just this whole thing, and and it kept going. And I, I, yeah. I you know what? I loved it. And you know, I, God bless the Ravens for fighting that hard battle. You know, Bengals, if you want to pursue this, you know into the following weekend, you got to step it up, man. You you really need to play better. Yeah. They escaped. The Bills escaped. Now they're going to face each other. Yeah. Uh, but they got the W. And then the last game on the on the ballot through a super wild card weekend, as it's called, which was indeed, I mean, the onslaught of games, I'm a big fan, Friday to, or, no, no, Saturday to Monday. That's just, Sorry. it's just top notch. It's just that's what I live wild card football on the couch. It's appointment television. I know where I'm at. I'm not at breakfast with a phone on, but I would be if I had to be. (laughs) It's all about it's all about adhering to where you are. You know, if you are at a breakfast, you got to pull the phone out. I'm pulling the phone out. Hey, I'm a phone guy. That's right. If I have to be. Last game: Cowboys at the Bucks. Just uh, just an onslaught type of deal. Uh, one team was much better than the other, yeah. and it was Cowboys for once, which was somewhat surprising. Not really. 
But the Cowboys beat the Bucks 31-14. It wasn't that close. It was more – it could have been pretty bad. I think uh, Cowboys kind of trailed off at the end. But that was the final. Uh, how did you see the Bucks and the Cowboys go? Well, you know, let's put it this way. We're all going to talk about it. Is Cowboys, <laughs> you got to figure out your kicker. It's like he – it's like he doesn't <laughs> – it's like oh my was, god! It's like what was this deal? That was insane. That was a story within the game. It's like he got the yips, like right. Yeah, there. it was really crazy. Which I've, I, I, I think it I was read, legitimate yips. Yeah, I think I read this morning that he missed. What was it? Five in a row, like dialed in, and I'm going, whoa, that's. Yeah, I saw something where the probability of him missing. It was either four or five. Whatever it was, was egregious. Right. But it, it was like point zero 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 five percent chance he misses four or five in a row, and right. he did. It was crazy. Right. And, you know, I, I think <clears throat> I think the Bucks were there just being there. It was really weird. Like, they were not – the Bucks played like everyone thought they were going to play. Let's just put it there in that. Let's make it. A- I'll, I'll I'll do one better. The Bucks played like they had played the entire year. Yes, I I guess that's what they I did was- not surprise us, which was a kind of thought, and we had picked the Bucks because we thought maybe Brady could pull it together. No, no, no. They played exactly like the NFC South played the entire year. Trash football. It was pathetic. Yeah, like we like we talked about the Bills not scoring in a quarter. The the Bucks didn't score until the second half of football, which is just it, – it makes for – I'm going to say this. It makes for bad football watching, but also it shows who came and wanted to be dominant. And, you know, I'm – I hate the Cowboys. I really do. I just can't stand them. I don't know why. It's just this – No, no, why? Why? I don't know. I think it's – Is it Jerry Jones? Is no, no, I don't have no, – It's funny. Is it the fans? I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with Jerry Jones at all. I think my problem is Dak. And like Dak just doesn't seem like I don't know. Like he doesn't seem if I was playing for him, he doesn't seem like the guy that I would want to follow. So that's something that strong, strong take. It's just like <laughs> you know, Zeke is. I mean, can he even see out of his fucking visor? Like the guy, it it's like limo tint, and it just—I I don't know. It, 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 again, it's just the—it's just the Cowboys. The fans, I don't really care about. Hey, you—you're loyal fans. I don't give a shit. Whatever you want to do. Um, but I will say this: they played well. They played to where I watched them going. Huh, they're a little scary. You know, and and again, they came to play. They were playing a team like you had, like you said earlier, that we had seen all season play this way. There wasn't any shock value there. I think our shock value was we picked them to win because we thought Brady, you know, had picked them. And hand up, we were wrong. Hand up. Hey, 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 I I take it on the chin. We were wrong. (laughs) And I'm very interested to see this weekend with the Cowboys. I'll say this about the Cowboys. They start the first drive was disgusting. Right. First couple of drives were just like it was exactly what I was talking about when they played the commanders. It looked like right. an offense in like their first practice together. Right. Uh, I think it was the first drive lasted like 12 seconds and it was three or like a one yard run and two incompletions. Punt the ball. They go, wow. Okay, well, if they play that way, then the Bucks certainly have a chance. They did figure it out, so you got to give credit. Um, Dak actually put up some solid numbers, uh, and he 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 made some good throws when he had right. to, and he kind of he put the Cowboys in position where they were dominating that game, even with the extra points becoming not even. Pretty soon, I was I was going. You got to go for two. I mean, if this guy's going to miss every single one. Yeah, and that's a that's still a storyline going into this week too. Um, the Cowboys kicker, it's not like that just goes away. That first kick has to go through for him, whether it's a field goal or extra point, or he's going to be in the same boat. Uh, Tampa Bay, it was just awful watching you all year. You had a horrible division. 
Yeah. Really, anybody who came out of there was going to be disgusting to watch. Right. And you were the one who was chosen to be the most disgusting, vile creatures. And you were. And you got smoked. And thank God it was on Monday and you were the only game. I paid half attention to it because it was – I was more paying attention to it if this kicker was going <laughs> to miss everything he touched. But Cowboys win the game. They move on. And now we're moving on to the divisional round. The team just starting to shrink. Team just starting to shrink. We're starting to get the playoff Super Bowl picture. Yeah, and you know what sucks is more basketball is being shown on TV, <laughs> and it's crushing my heart. We're getting to that point, but still, we have a solid weekend ahead of us. With That's right. These games four, are going to be four games, two a day. So the first game, Jaguars at the Chiefs. Chiefaronis, no questions about it. There's going to be a hamburger after the game, and I know who's going to be eating it, and it's going to be the Chiefs. I will say this. I'm putting the Chiefs to win, but with this little caveat, if you will, is if the Bengals come back – excuse me, not the Bengals. If the Jags come back like they came back this weekend, I could potentially see them beating the Chiefs because – I talk about I've talked about this for the ever since we started sports banter is the Chiefs just get in this weird let's try and do this at this moment and I think for how well the Jags played against the Chargers who knows mind you it could be a very similar game like how the Chargers and the Jags with the Chiefs and the Jags Charger Chiefs come out, kicking ass, kicking ass, kicking ass. And then the Jags just, hey, we're staying steady. We're here to play. We're here to compete. So, again, I have the Chiefs coming out. I have the caveat. You know, if the Jags just stay in it and push it out, who knows? This It could be – it could turn out to be a great game. <clears throat> I would hope so, but I got the Chiefs uh, big as well. Um, I think – uh, to that point of if it could be a similar game, I think if the Chiefs go up 27-0, then that game is over. The Chiefs know how to finish that game. And even if they the Chiefs were down 27-0, I wouldn't count them out. I mean, no, I'm talking – yeah, you're talking Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. These are – this is the team that you have to beat in the AFC. Right. Um, they didn't come out of it last year, but they were – in the AFC Championship, they have been perennial favorites year in, year out. It's yeah. it's just one of these games where, of course, any given Saturday, Sunday, Trevor Lawrence has never lost on Saturday. Apparently, that's stat. Doesn't yep. mean much. <laughs> but um, anybody can beat anybody. But I will never look at this matchup and think Jacksonville because that's it's just not it's not what I see as the better team when they're stacked up against each other. Trevor Lawrence, if they want a chance, he has to start fast. You have no room for throwing five picks in the first half, um, even two picks, one pick. Every possession matters a lot in this game to Jacksonville. I agree. And the Chiefs, on the other hand, you just got to play your game. I mean, you've had it. You've had an extra week off. You should be healthy. You should be ready to roll. You should have your game plan set. Um, just play your game. I would say. Right. Jarek McKinnon has been a nice piece in that offense where they've uh, kind of used him as a scat back Darren Sproles type of uh, character. Right. Although I'd give the edge of Sproles by a lot there. Ew. But uh, Mahomes at home in Kansas City, that it's a tough place to play. He's a great quarterback, and he's going to have Travis Kelsey to bail him out whenever he needs it. Playoff experience, number two. Right. Um, I like the Chiefs big here. So I'll just end it there. Nice. <laughs> Really excited about this one, though. Giants-Eagles, NFC East matchup. This is going to be awesome. I mean, I mean, I can't – so I got to see, actually, the Bears-Packers face off the NFC Championship and just the energy right. behind playing a divisional opponent when it matters the most is just phenomenal. The NFC East, granted, they've had some up-and-down years. Like, those are real football fans, though. Like, right. And it's being played in Philly, which we know. Philly fans will spit in your mouth and blame it on you. So, 
<laughs> that's, that's a strange analogy, but that's how it came out. And, um, I mean, it's just it's a fantastic match because they played twice already. Eagles have beaten them twice. Um, but hey, look, Giants are one and zero. Eagles are zero and zero. So it's a it's a completely different ball game now. Loved, and we talked about it. Loved how the Giants played last week, uh, offensively and just like the overall game plan of. I feel like they had a game plan to utilize their players exactly to the best of their abilities. Correct. Where when the play breaks down, Jones just go, dude. Like, that's the game plan. Yeah. Uh, which is very similar to what the Eagles do well with Jalen Hurts. Um, the Eagles had a very strong start to the year, kind of tailed off toward the end, but picked it back up. So I'm interested to see what that offense looks like. Hurts had another week to rest his uh, shoulder or AC joint, whatever he had ailing. Um Dangerous team. I mean, they're the top seed in the NFC. We're talking about the two top seeds playing the incumbent wildcard teams playing them. So I really hope this is a close one. I got the Eagles. Unfortunately, I'd love to see the Giants win, but I think the Eagles are a little too high-powered on offense, and if they start rolling early, it's going to get ugly. I agree with everything you say. I, I I'm – this well, game, beautiful. <laughs> well, I know, I know, I know, and I say that a lot, quite a bit, actually. Um, you know, a, and I'm wrong a lot too. So, hey, <laughs> this, this, and the Bills game are my favorite two games from this weekend. I the reason I I think this is this might out to me might out beat out the Bills game in my mind for my favorite game this weekend is because of how well the Giants played last week. I mean, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, that defense, that team just played on all cylinders. And like you said, the Eagles have definitely tail, trailed off, off, excuse me, towards the end of this season, which shows. And, you know, that wild card game gives a lot of momentum to the winning team. And going into this weekend – to me, it's very up in the air. I'm going to take the Giants just based, on, just based off the way that they played last week. I think if they play on all cylinders like they did, they get Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones playing like that, getting their wide receiver queue, right? Excuse me, wide receiver crew together. You're you're pulling a Philip Rivers throwing to whoever you can see is open, and like you said, can just break out and you know, hey, if it's not there. See what you can do with your feet. Don't go crazy, but just get there. Um, I think Jalen Hurts coming coming back from his injury is going to be really interesting for us to see as fans. Um, I, I'm I, I'm a little skeptical to see what their offense is going to do towards the end here. But again, we haven't been able to see Jalen Hurts what like two of the last games of the season, so it, it, it's going to be interesting. I think I think the Eagles it's been beneficial for them to have the buy because Jalen Hurts has probably gotten more involved with the offense to you know pick some speed get gain some momentum gain some speed with the offense but I think that time off is going to show early in the game and I think it's going to pull into the last uh into the second half to see who's really going to win that game pretty well said and now going into Sunday the first game Near and dear to you, both teams who had a kind of a hiccup in the wild card but made it through, and the game we never saw, Bengals at Bills. I'm fired up for this one. Want to hear what the resident Bills fan has on this going forward. <laughs> I'm so excited that this game is in Buffalo, for one. Number two, because I absolutely love games in Buffalo. Even watching them, like watching, watching games – at Buffalo, you can feel the energy in the stadium. And it 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 makes me, as this new fan, feel some kind of way. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I this game, you know, as a as a Bills fan, it's got a lot of emotions surrounding it. I think to be I'm taking the Bills no matter what, but I think the Bills this game is going to start off awkward because I think it's just going to, they're going to be feeling each other out. And I don't think the real juice of the game is going to be until 
right before the halftime going into the third quarter. That's what I see. I see them just kind of duking it out, if you will, seeing how things are going to go. I think if the Bengals play like they played last week, it's going to be an easy win. But if the Bengals learn from last week and they really understand, and also, too, I don't think a lot of people understand this, is we didn't get to see a real game between them. We didn't get to right. see – we didn't get to see their game plans against each other, really. And I think that – I hate to say it, like them not playing that game and I'm not finishing that game for an, an appropriate reason allowed them to hold their cards to their chest a little bit for both teams mm-hmm. to really see how they're going to play. So this game is going to be great. I think it's going to be – you know, I – I'm not going to say like what you had said. I think Eagles are going to win big. I think for this game, I think the Bengals and the Bills game is going to be tight. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to come down to Josh Allen really performing, getting Stefan Diggs really involved, getting, um, I can't think of his, our running back right now, getting him involved, just Singletary. Singletary, getting our offense really involved. And then our defense just playing stoutly. I think the Bengals, who knows? They're they're kind of the no pun intended. They're kind of the wild card here. I don't know what they can do just based off of how they played last week. It, it's a it it's going to be a great great game. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited for this matchup. Joe Burrow versus Josh Allen, and the way the Bengals started that game versus the Bills, they were firing. I mean, yeah. they scored on the first drive. They looked ready for that matchup. It was a big game for them. I think they feel kind of slighted in that too because if they would have won that game. I think they would have been the uh, home team. I'm not sure on that, but they do have a one loss different on their uh, records. Um, Yeah. It's, I think it's going to be more of a high scoring matchup this time because I think both teams know what happened last week and that's not their normal, how they play. And they're usually, they're used to scoring a lot of points and uh, you know, the defense benefits from that. But when you have Josh Allen versus Joe Burrow, Burrow's, two quarterbacks that have had phenomenal years since uh, they entered the league um, and phenomenal years this year. And Joe Burrow, you know, they made the Super Bowl last year. Josh Allen in the colossal, you know, Chiefs-Bills game we saw from last year. They've been through those very close games where they had to perform. So, I am I mean, it literally, it could be a shootout. It could be a defensive struggle. It's going to be a very well-coached game, I think. I agree and, with that. What is going to be awesome is like the respect we're going to see before the game from both of what these teams went through in that game with a Demar Hamlin situation. That'll be awesome. But like once the kickoffs happen, it's go time, and yeah, I could really see this one going either way. The Bengals, I could see them putting together a really solid game going into Buffalo. Winning it. I could see Buffalo, you know, they take they play the same way versus the Bengals and they get the W. Right. Um. I tend to go with the home team here. I it kind of I'm minus five and a half is the line. I think that's too much. I think I think if the Bengals play their game, it's gonna be like 38-35. Like that'll be the final. Whoever finishes with 38, I don't know. I'm gonna take the Bills. Um, and what a way to start off Sunday. I mean, I know that's that could be an AFC championship game in other years, and maybe it will be going forward, but right. Just a phenomenal matchup of young quarterbacks, which is what the new norm is in the NFL, by the way. All, like, under 30 years old is the remaining quarterbacks in the playoffs. So, this one I'm very excited for. Taking the Bills as well. Good man. And and <laughs> in the last game, a historic matchup. Cowboys and 49ers. Oh, man. Um, And it's a rematch from last year in which the 49ers went into Dallas and won that wild card game. We talked about, you know, Dak spiking the ball with no seconds left. Classic Cowboys mess. They're cut, they're like the Chargers light, I would say, in yeah. that respect. Um, this is, again, going to be interesting. If the Cowboys could just find a way to start faster, I think they're a way, way better team. They seem to get in this weird, at least in the last two weeks, this weird, like, first quarter, like, oh, we're going to get a couple of drives to get into the game, and then we'll figure it out from there. I'm taking the 49ers on the sheer fact it's in San Francisco. 
Their defense is playing phenomenal. They're on a roll, like we're talking about. 11 games in a row is no freaking joke. I mean, that's a system that you've put together that everyone knows their assignments. And as we know, when you know when you know exactly what your job is on a football team and you execute it, you're going to be successful because it takes 11 people doing their job to execute, to get the goal, to get the touchdown, to get the tackle, whatever it may be. But if you have guys firing on cylinders like that, scary team. It's a Super Bowl winning team, really. Um, Purdy, again, don't press, man. Keep playing exactly how you're playing. Whatever you're doing, whether it's you're, he's having a hell of a time reading the defense and you just being right all the time. If he's, if there's just certain uh, looks that they're looking for and they're seeing them and he's executing on that, whatever it is he's doing, stay with it. No need to press. Your defense is going to keep you in it. I like the Niners here. It's going to be, it's going to be close though. It's going to be close. Purdy train, baby. Purdy's going all the way. <laughs> I got the Niners. Um, I think my biggest thing about this game is, what you know, I love that you said about don't press, just be confident, continue to do what you're doing, play hard. You know, don't, don't question what you're doing. I think, I think keys for success for the 49ers is allow Purdy to make mistakes, but, do not allow the Cowboys to capitalize on those mistakes. So I think I love what you said about the defense. Yes. Have confidence in the defense. They're going to keep you around. They're going to keep you in. They're going to keep you in contention. But if you do make those mistakes, you need to be able to respond as well. And I think the 49ers have the type of offense to be able to do that. So yes, I'm taking the 49ers Cowboys key for success. I think, like you said, you guys need to get into a rhythm early. I don't know if that's like a Mike McCarthy thing or maybe just feeling out the other play or excuse me, feeling out the other team, kind of kind of building your game plan for the through the first couple series, um, which, you know, is it, really weird. I, I think a lot of it comes down on to my judgment of Dak as well. Like he's been in the league for quite a bit now, and I just don't see him leading a team properly. And that that's, Hey, that's my cross to bear about Dak, but <laughs> it, it, it shows early in a game. Like, dude, you've been around long enough. You should not be starting off a game like this ever, ever in an offense. Point. And, um, you know, so I think, I think, their game it weighs a lot on the success of how Dak starts. So who knows? I like I said, I don't, I don't, I think it'll be a tight game. Um, unless you know the Niners just start freaking rolling, which who knows what can which happen. is possible, yeah. Yeah. And you know, like we saw the what was it two weeks ago, the Cowboys like turd city. And <laughs> and if we see that from the Cowboys and against a very strong 11 game win streak for the 49ers right now that that's tough man that's tough absolutely uh very well articulated we're gonna wrap this up uh episode 26 nfl city it's the playoffs this is what sports manager was built on love it baby don't you get it uh phenomenal wild card round looking for the forward to the divisional round a lot of great matchups here these are the best of the best at this point um so i picked four favorites here you know there's always some team that pops out of nowhere and plays a phenomenal game last year was the Bengals. i mean how many times were they expected to lose and they just kept kept winning right kept making that final play so all these games come down to like the smallest margin of error because they're at you know everything's at stake and Everybody can beat everybody. I mean, these are the best of the best. Right. So we're excited. Our picks are made. We'll post that on our page. Um, last week, Rick went four and two. McCarl went three and three. So not the best out of us. Um, Chargers really blew it for us on one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Which is on brand. Like I said, there goes the train. See you later. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we'll be posting that. Uh, Polar Bear, you got anything for the the good people of Sports Banter? Oh, you know, me always following up with let's dial in our social media page and follow up with all of our interactions. We got Instagram underscore Sports Banter. We also have our link tree there, which gets you to our blog, all of our streaming services, as well as our YouTube. Um, again, we're going to keep doing this. 
Uh, we're going to start doing some things that are going to be a little bit different, changing some things, but we're here to push this out. We want to make it better for everybody, including ourselves, because we can't thank you guys enough for listening to us. But yeah, man, just keep interacting with the page, keep listening and keep uh, building, helping us build our success, successful sports banter page. Love that. Love that. But for episode 26 of season two, we out. See ya.